Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, March 18th. Our Bruins are scheduled to play in Buffalo against the Sabres tonight. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, let me tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Before we get into it, a friendly reminder to please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, just hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, especially for Apple users, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, you can find the podcast at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we're at Locked On Bruins, and you can find me and my hockey tweets and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren on Twitter.com. Now, like I said, March 18th, Bruins, Sabres, set to go at KeyBank Arena in Buffalo until some uncertainty sprang up this morning, and it all came about uh, as the Sabres were gathering or we're supposed to gather anyways, for their morning skate. When various reports out of Buffalo stated the Sabres had canceled their morning skate because a member of the team's hockey staff had entered COVID-19 protocols. Uh, Shortly thereafter, a source told Mike Harrington of the Buffalo News that the Sabres are going through normal contact tracing and testing to figure out what's next. No determination had been made on the game against the Bruins at that point. But keep in mind, the Sabres had gone through a pretty extensive uh, fight with COVID-19 that went right through the roster. And their coach at the time, Ralph Kruger, several players uh, contracted the virus. And so you'd think that they'd be extra cautious of that, seeing as though they have some history with it. Then, lo and behold, the Bruins sent out a tweet saying their pregame skate at KeyBank Center in Buffalo had been canceled because a Bruins player had entered the league's COVID-19 protocols. Around 11 o'clock, Mike Harrington again tweeted, no determination has been made yet on the game. Testing, contact tracing still going on, medical staff yet to meet, and decisions have not been made. No decision on postponement. Despite the fact that John Shannon hockey media man had said the game was postponed he later said at that point things were still a go lunchtime came and went 105 p.m mike harrington tweeted sabers game tonight remains on despite earlier reports to the contrary sources say they are moving forward so after all that according to mike harrington the game is on now keep in mind as well neither team will have had a morning skate The Bruins last played in New York on Tuesday. They did not practice Wednesday as they were traveling to Buffalo. No morning skate. So when they take to the ice for warm-ups, that will be the first time they'll have skated since the game on Tuesday. On top of that, 
there is an unnamed player who will be in COVID protocols and will obviously not be able to play. Who that player is, we might not know until 5 p.m. That's the deadline for teams to uh, submit their list. And so who will be in the lineup? Who will be replacing this particular player? No idea at this point, but keep it uh, tuned to Twitter where we will share those updates as they become available. From a Sabres point of view, they have lost, I believe, 12 games in a row. They lost Tuesday against the Devils 3-2. And the Devils and Sabres, you know, when the COVID issues came up between these two teams, it was as a result of a meeting between them. So, fingers crossed, the Devils aren't affected once again as well. Uh, They fired head coach Ralph Kruger. They named Don Granado as their interim head coach, and they have not had a lot of time yet to, you know, get familiar with the new coach and also to, yeah, just try to make some improvements on what has been a pretty crappy season to date. I guess this morning's skate would have been the Sabres' first practice under Don Granado since he replaced Ralph Kruger on Wednesday. The Bruins, of course, have had two players miss games in COVID-19 protocol over the past couple weeks. Uh, Jake DeBrusque did not play against the Rangers on the 13th. Charlie Coyle was out against the Capitals on March 3rd. Both of those were due to false positives in the end. Buffalo has had six games postponed already, and its facilities were closed because of COVID from February 2nd to 13th. Nine players were on the protocol during that span. And like I mentioned, uh, their head coach as well. No official word as of 1.30 p.m. here on Thursday afternoon. But there's no reason to believe at this moment that the game will not be played. But again, we have no idea who the Bruin is that will be in COVID protocol. And what, if any, lineup changes will be in place. Well, we know there will be at least one lineup change because of this player being on the list. But is Tugarask able to play? We don't know. Is Yaroslav Halak going to get the start? If he can't, probably. Um, but we don't know if Kevin Miller is going to be playing. We don't know yeah, what the forward combinations are going to be, the defensive pairings. Uh, so despite the fact the game seems on, we don't have the clarity that we usually would under normal circumstances uh, because the Bruins have not had a morning skate and we have not heard yet from uh, Bruce Cassidy here on uh, Thursday. So that's kind of the latest. I'm as in the dark as you guys are, but uh, hopefully there is a game to watch tonight and that everybody can and will remain safe despite that. And uh, if not, I recommend watching Beartown, which I'll get into here in a moment as to why that is. But before we do, let's talk about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. College basketball, March Madness, right around the corner. NHL is in full swing. Baseball's coming up. Bet Online even covers award shows and reality TV. They provide real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, and right now they are trying to determine which bar is best. They come in low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber bars that are covered in 100% chocolate. And right now, if you go to bar underscore built on Twitter, you can see the latest matchup. Today they have salted caramel versus cookie dough chunk. That is an incredibly hard decision and I advise you to think about it carefully before you cast your vote. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Locked on Bets is a great new podcast on our network Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favor picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. All right, now provided the Bruins don't play tonight or if you're looking for something to watch over the weekend, I cannot recommend enough the HBO adaptation of Beartown. This book was written by number one New York Times bestselling author Frederick Bachman, and it's a dazzling, profound novel about a small town with a big dream and the price required to make it true. This is from the Goodreads description. People say Beartown has finished. A tiny community nestled deep in the forest in Sweden. It is slowly losing ground to the ever-encroaching trees. But down by the lake stands an old ice rink built generations ago by the working men who founded the town. And in the ice rink is the reason people in Beartown believe tomorrow will be better than today. Their junior hockey team is about to compete in the national semifinals and they actually have a shot at winning. All the hopes and dreams of this place now rest on the shoulders of a handful of teenage boys. Now, those of you who've read the book or have started watching the show, you'll know that it goes much deeper than just uh, the hockey team's success or failures. You see that right from the beginning of the show. This is from Ben Travers of IndieWire. He writes, Early in HBO's Swedish-language adaptation of Beartown, keep in mind, yes, there are subtitles, two people are running desperately through the snow. One is carrying a rifle, and the other is doing their best to avoid getting shot. Their faces are obscured, any telling identification avoided, but the chase ends with the hunter and prey isolated on a frozen lake, the latter kneeling out in front of the former before the image cuts to black just before a shot rings out. Considering the audience learns both identities before the end of the second episode, this intense introductory scene isn't meant to tease a mystery. Beartown is a blunt story stocked with direct lessons. Still, it's patient about revealing its thesis, and the life-or-death stakes set up from the get-go help to prepare the audience for when normal life in a small Swedish town turns very, very ugly. For a while, it may seem like Beartown will be a little more than a cliched sports story, but those typically don't involve impromptu executions. So Peter Anderson 
is played by a man named Alf Stenberg. He is a former NHL player. His family returns to their hometown of Sweden, where he's accepted a job to coach the local ice hockey team. It's a rather mundane life development for a former pro hockey player, perhaps, but Beartown is obsessed with its hockey club. Parents scream profanities at the ref, at the players, at the coaches during the games. They do the same at practices, which they attend religiously. They hold meetings over the coaching decisions, get drunk in the bar talking about upcoming games, and generally do whatever is necessary to produce a winning hockey team. Peter, as the coach, he's the focal adult character, and his journey is an often uncomfortable journey into self-discovery. And his daughter, Maya, played by Miriam Ingrid, is one of the key gateways into the teen life aspect of the show. It's her story that kind of grounds the hockey in real life, and particularly how she connects with star hockey player Kevin Erdahl. He is... Like I said, the star hockey player, the second coming of Peter, a once-in-a-lifetime talent destined to represent Beartown in the NHL. Uh, Peter and Kevin's father are old rivals. The two parents quickly represent two sides of the same coin. Kevin is often torn between the coach that wants to get the best out of him and the father who is, yeah, just generally abusive. The two families find themselves entwined in a traumatizing act of violence, Loyalties to each other, to the town, to the team are tested, with the resulting choices affecting just about every person in Beartown. To say more would, you know, kind of get into spoiler territory, but Beartown isn't really dependent on surprises. The five episodes are kind of dark, hard to watch, but the tangled cultures that are trying to tear down demand a certain level of starkness. That was being rape culture and sports culture. They shouldn't connect, but they often do. And these are issues that are far too familiar to many towns, many families, uh, in the hockey community even. There are obsessions encouraged by too many institutions and too many parents. Power is too often given to those who aren't ready to handle it. And that's, again, in the words of Ben Travers of IndieWire. He writes, to conclude, perhaps Beartown is too blunt in its execution, too familiar in its narrative arcs, but it's also wise enough to acknowledge those traits are also part of its tragedy. If you recognize these people or yourself over the course of the story, try not to shy away. Admitting the flaws in something you love isn't as easy as glossing over them, but it's often the only way to avoid exacerbating those mistakes. So again, if you're a fan of hockey, I highly recommend this show. It has some pretty great hockey scenes. Uh, it can be dark, but it is uh, beautifully shot in the Swedish kind of wilderness. The hockey scenes are very well produced. And again, the overarching themes of hockey culture, rape culture, how uh, young players are pushed to take control in one context uh, and how it affects their lives in others, uh, the pressure parents put on them. Uh, all these things are kind of entwined into a, a very fantastic production. So if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it. And on non-Bruins game nights, then I, I highly recommend you checking it out again. It's uh, through HBO Europe, currently on you know, HBO uh, streaming services. The latest from the Bruins before we jump to news and notes from around the NHL. 
1.31 p.m. after further testing and contact tracing. As of now, tonight's game against the Buffalo Sabres will go on as scheduled. So, uh, again, one player will be in COVID protocol. Not sure who it is, but it looks as though they have deemed it uh, safe enough to go ahead with tonight's game. Again, with that caveat, as of now. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business, and they have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily hockey advice from Locked On fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen. He'll give you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. Speaking of COVID, the entire New York Rangers coaching staff missed last night's game against the Philadelphia Flyers because of COVID-19 protocols. Hartford Wolfpack head coach Chris Knobloch, assistant coach Gord Murphy, and assistant general manager Chris Drury were behind the bench for the game in which the Rangers beat the Flyers 9-0. Mika Zibanejad had a natural hat-trick and added three assists in the second period alone. The good news for the Bruins is that the loss leaves the Flyers uh, three points back in the race for the fourth and final playoff spot in the East Division. However, due to the lopsided nature of the result, the Bruins are now behind the Rangers when it comes to goal differential. Rangers at plus nine. They were an even zero going to last night's game. Now they are plus nine. Bruins are at plus eight. Flyers fell to minus eight. Um, And I believe I saw that the Rangers coaching staff will miss another couple games yet. Vegas Golden Knights goalie Robin Leonard revealed he suffered a concussion that kept him out of the lineup since the second week of February. He did take some time to disclose the injury to combat baseless rumors that his absence was linked to mental health issues he revealed back in September of 2018. He said, quote, I said many times before, without going on a rant, the stigma around mental health is insane. I think I should get the benefit of the doubt because I've been honest with it. If I had those issues again, which are not happening, I would be honest about it. And again, all credit to him for being open um, and helping to break down the stigma that comes with mental health issues. Frank Cervelli of TSN uh, named eight buyers ahead of the April 12th trade deadline, that being the Toronto Maple Leafs, Winnipeg Jets, New York Islanders, Carolina Hurricanes, Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche, Philadelphia Flyers, and our Boston Bruins. 
He said the Bruins are competing with the Flyers for that final playoff berth at the moment. It's been a transition year on defense. While core players like Bergeron and Marchand are aging, Don Sweeney must decide if his club's window of opportunity for a Stanley Cup remains open or has slammed shut. If it's the latter, he might not make any significant moves. Their primary need is secondary scoring, but they do have limited trade assets. Uh, Fluto Shinzawa kind of echoed what I've been saying in a recent article suggesting that uh, Anders Bjork is the most likely Bruin to be traded. On the trade bait list, uh, Jake DeBrusque is still listed at number 15, although he did uh, slide down that list a little bit. Matthias Ekholm still number one. Uh, other notable forwards they could chase, uh, Rickard Raquel from the Ducks, Taylor Hall from the Sabres, Cal Palmieri, he's always on uh, Boston's radar as well, it seems. So uh, the trade deadline inching closer, and we shall see what, if anything, the Bruins do in advance to, um, yeah, try to improve their chances of winning as their window does indeed um, start to close if it has not already. So that's it for today's episode, friends. Uh, a bit of a short one without much in the way of information coming out of Buffalo. We do know the game is on as scheduled as of now, that a Bruin is in the COVID protocol, and that there will be at least one, if not a couple, lineup changes uh, prior to puck drop tonight, which is scheduled for 7 p.m. in Buffalo. Thanks so much for uh, being patient as I try to get this out with as much information as possible. I hope you're all having a great Thursday uh, and that you are taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up what uh, I believe will be a game tonight and to look ahead to Saturday's rematch as well. Take care, friends. Have a great Thursday. Later.